This is NMB Sports. My name is Robert. And I'm Corey. And today we're going to talk to you about the Fantasy Football League and how to play and what to look out for this year. Uh, it's going to be a good episode. Okay, so in these next few episodes, we're going to discuss our top 10 picks for each pickable position on fantasy football. Yeah, and I think, honestly, we should just do it together, you know, just who we think should be in, you know, instead of having a top 10 for each of us, we'll just do it for, you know, just the top 10 when we'll agree on it, so. You have a list of the top 10? No, I don't. I'm just telling you, you know, we, we'll uh, I will just agree. I'll just agree with you because I don't know that much about fantasy football, so it's not that big of a deal. Okay, well, I mean, I have lists. Um, made up for each position of who I think will, based on how they produced last year and what I think going forward into this season, you know, looking at the different changes in the offseason and draft. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, that's the thing. Since you've done – this will be my first year even playing fantasy football. So, you know, this is definitely where you're going to be expert at. And, um, you know, I'm just going to ask you, you know, like for our listeners that probably don't even play fantasy football, you know, how how do you set this up? Well, it's pretty easy. I mean, you just download the app and then. Um, well, what what app is that? The fantasy football app, the NFL fantasy football. Well, now they have multiple ones. So which one would be about the best for beginners? The NFL app for fantasy football. It's not okay. anything like that. It's the actual NFL app for fantasy football. Okay. All right. And, and then um, go ahead. You can either join a random league that the NFL has, um, which is random players, or if you have a friend that has a league, um, you can join that. You know, we have our own, obviously. We've got several people in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to so, be great. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you want it to be competitive. I mean, you don't want. You don't want it to be just blowouts by one or two people, and no, that would that would be no fun. I mean, go ahead, but it's not going to be fun for the other people. Yeah, well, you know, and this is, since this is my first year even playing fantasy football, I think it will be a good, you know, just learning experience because I've actually grown away from the NFL because I don't, you know, they were just I'm more of a college football person. So this is actually going to help me actually pay more attention to the NFL and, you know, figure out what, you know, how my team is doing because how how is it based off of? Like what was it based off of? Well, I mean, to me, fantasy football in the NFL is better because you can actually keep up with players and track them for years, whereas college, you know, max, you've got four, five years. I meant more of like – how do they score on the – like, well, how do you score on the fantasy football? So, like, okay, take a quarterback, for instance. Typically, he gets one point for each 25 passing yards and I believe four points per passing touchdown and then negative two points for each interception thrown. Now, your league commissioner can change that, but that is the NFL default settings. Oh, okay. Now, what about sacks? Do sacks? You can – have it to where sacks count 
um, against the quarterback, but you don't have to. The the default settings do not have sacks counting against the quarterback because that's not. I mean, that's not really something he can control. You know, that's really up to his O line. I mean, yeah, he can escape the pocket, but I mean, not ninety nine percent of the time, a sack is not the quarterback's fault. No, no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So. You can set it up that way, but I don't recommend it because, again, I mean, you've got some people, you know, like whoever's playing the Broncos that week, your quarterback's likely to put up like 10 points. I mean, he's playing against Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb. Oh, yeah. they're Yeah, some of the best in the world yeah. when it comes to, you know, running in on the quarterback. and Yeah. And then, you know, Russell Wilson. I mean, the dude gets sacked. Not that much because of his escapability. Oh yeah, that that'd be like Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has a good run. Yeah, I mean it's not because Russell Wilson has a great offensive line because he doesn't really. It's just he's his escapability from the pocket and his playmaking abilities outside the pocket. Oh yeah. Well, um, and that's another thing when you have like people like Von Miller and there's other people, um that are good at rushing the uh, quarterback. And when you make the quarterback run or even get, you know, a little jittery in the pocket, that makes him that makes him look downfield and he wants to get rid of the ball quicker because, I mean, who wants to go down for a loss, you know? Well, yeah. And, I mean, that all that factors in – most of that factors into um, your defense. And, again, and you don't have, like, each defensive player. You have an entire defensive unit. Like, you don't just get Eddie Jackson from the Bears. You get the entire Bears defense. I see. So, that's how the, that's how the fantasy football works. You don't pick actual for – you just pick for your offense. Yes, exactly. You pick individual players for the offense, but you get an entire defensive unit. Okay. All right. That makes and sense. There, there is no return specialist either. Our punters, it's just placeholders as far as special teams. Not placeholders. I'm sorry, place kickers. Okay. Okay. You, you know what? Um, side note. We should do. We should when the NBA comes around. We should do an NBA fantasy fantasy league. I agree. I think we should do one for um, MLB next year too. Yeah, and, and you'll be proud of me. The other night I watched the uh, Angels and who was it? The, the Tigers. I was watching the Detroit and the Angels play. You'll be proud of me. And I'm sure the Angels won. I can't remember, but Mike, Mike Trout is something to be something to be dealt with. That's for sure. He's the best player in baseball. I mean, well, I don't watch MLB, so I wouldn't know. But I'm de- you'll be proud of me. I watched. Hey, that's a step forward. All right, yeah. Uh, I'm still waiting to watch a fight, though. That's what I want to see is, is someone, you know, get all angry and run onto the field and blah, 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 blah. They just had a giant one last night or the night before. Yeah, I think it was with uh, Jens or however you say that, Puig. Puig. Yeah. Puig. Puig. Yeah. Puig. Three or four other players did too. Quick, quick. So, however you want to say it. But anyway, back to uh, fantasy football. Um, so obviously the <clears throat> the quarterback is the most important. So uh, yeah, your quarterback is most important. You know, I mean, he handles every snap. So and he'll, and he'll put up most of your points. I'm assuming, correct? Not necessarily. I would, especially depending on who your running back is, your running back is more than likely going to produce the most amount of points. Okay. Well, now I mean, 
especially if he has someone like Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott or Alvin Kamara. Who are well, now hold on, hold on, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott ain't even at practice. Well, we'll we'll get to him in um a future episode. Yeah, because all this bull crap about these players holding out and stuff. You're not doing any favors for your team. Okay. Oh, you're not. You're not doing any favors for your. You know, any. You're not doing favors for anyone. It's. It just makes you look bad because if you don't want to show up to work, like okay, if a person has a normal job and you don't get a raise, and then you don't show up to work for another couple of weeks until you get a raise, I don't think that it works like that. In a real job, you get fired. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, they, the the players, yes, the players need to make money. But at the same time, they need to look at it as an aspect of their their organization is also trying to make money. So, when 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 a player you know signed a contract, he should withhold that up. You know, the, he should uphold the contract until he doesn't have a contract. I don't, you know, I don't care what a player does <clears throat> after his contract is over. But when his contract is up, he should. You know, he can do whatever he wants, but when the contract is, 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 you know, he has a year or, you know, two more years left on his contract, he has no reason to be skipping out on camps. And that's where I feel like the uh, the team should, should – they should – if that's the case, if they want to be stupid, the players want to be stupid enough to just leave and not come show up to practice or camp, then they need to fire him, and then they lose out on, all, on the money they were supposed to get for them however many years – that were left on the contract, and that will that will put an end to some of that. Well, and most of these players are fined, you know, upwards of a hundred thousand dollars every time they miss tra- every day they miss training camp. Right, and and that's the thing. If if if, if corporate America, you know, if if a person can't leave a job, you know, they just because they didn't get a raise, they come to work the next day, you know, and suck it up. That's the way these. That's the way these players need to be treated too. If they don't come to work, they should lose their job. They should be given a warning, and then they should be kicked out the door. And then the, I don't feel like the team should have to pay. I don't feel like they should have to pay the rest of the contract if they leave. Well, that's what I like about the way the Chargers have handled Melvin Gordon's contract dispute. You know, he didn't show up for the first day of training camp. Guess what? They halted contract talks with him. Well, good. And that's how it should be. You know, he's being fined every day. He's not there. He's going to lose $5.6 million this year if he doesn't play. And the moving ahead, Eckler and Josh Jackson, just like – not Josh Jackson, um, Justin Jackson. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So, I mean, you know, I I like the way the Chargers are handling this. I think they're handling it the right way. And – I don't think Melvin Gordon has any choice but to ask for a trade or go to training camp. Well, and this is my thing. Don't get me wrong. I want the players to get paid. I really do because I, I feel like everyone should, you know, make money and make as much money as they want. But at the same time, when you sign a contract and that is you, you have one job, literally. Sports players have the easiest job in the world. And if anyone was to ever tell me that they don't have an – their job is hard, that is a lie. They literally play – and make more money than a person that has to do backbreaking work. They literally play. So when you're making that kind of money, you just you should just suck it up and go with it. 
Well, and I think that's kind of the way the Chargers feel, you know. And, again, they didn't want a Le'Veon Bell situation. So, anyway, back to fans of football. We got off on topic, but, you know, it's just a little heat, a little heat that need to be stirred. Well, and back to Ezekiel Elliott real quick, and then we can move on. You know, if he – the Dallas Cowboys are – I don't like them. I can't stand Cowboys, but – all right, Stephen A. Without Ezekiel Elliott, they're not going to do much. With Ezekiel Elliott, they're Super Bowl contenders. I mean, they really are. They have an excellent defense, a top 10 defense. They've got Dak Prescott. They've got Amari Cooper. They've got um, that other receiver. I can't think of his name right now, but the rookie from last year. You know, they've got him, Jason Witten's coming back at tight end, about the only role that was lacking last year. And, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is basically the wild card here. If he doesn't play, the Cowboys are not going to do much. But if he plays, then then they're, they're going to be in the Super Bowl talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. So, he's – I mean, he's – robbing his teammates essentially of a potential chance at a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And I, like I said, I want people to make, you know, I want people to get paid and I want people to make their money because they have worked hard to get to the place that they're at. But at the same time, when your contract says one thing, finish the contract before you start making demands. Well, I don't know. We'll see how Melvin Gordon's thing plays out. I I would imagine he'll either be traded or just not get anything. And then that then he's then he's you know out of luck. Well, yeah, and he's losing money because he's being fined every day that he's missing training camp. No. But anyway, back to the fancy football. Um. So since quarterbacks are well, running backs and quarterbacks are your best bet to make points on. Fantasy football. What um, what? Well, let's go ahead and do the top ten. What is what is your? And I'll, I'll agree with you. Just go ahead and give me your top ten because since you've done this before. Okay, so the way I base this this top ten list off of is again, like I said, looking back at their stats from last year, and then looking at who the different teams acquired in this off season or in the draft. So, so number one, Patrick Mahomes, that's – I mean, he's an obvious number one. I mean, he's obviously a very heavy favorite going into the season for MVP again. Okay, so obviously Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback going in. I mean, there's no question about that, no dispute. He's the very early, very heavy favorite to win MVP again, and – you know, if you look at his stats last year, you know, he threw for over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns with only 12 interceptions while putting up 417 fantasy points. So they lost right before the Super Bowl to the Patriots. And I think this year he's going to do even better. And oh, guarantee it. So – so this year I have him throwing at least 5,100 yards, 55 touchdowns, 
and putting up 28 fantasy points per game. Uh-huh. I know I know that's big numbers, but and, but it's not unreasonable for him. No. Especially even though Tyreek Hill was carted out of yesterday's practice. I mean, from what I read on the reports this afternoon, he only has a bruised quad. So well, that that'll be that should be well by the time the actual season starts. Yeah, they're expecting him back for week one. So I don't see any reason why this should not just be another blowout year for Patrick Mahomes. We shall see. And my number two quarterback, and this is probably going to surprise some people, but it's Matt Ryan. Um, now, the Falcons. Yeah. Now, Ryan threw for almost 5,000 yards last year, but he only threw for 35 touchdowns. Um, again, you know, the Falcons kind of had a disappointing last year. Many injuries on defense. But this year the Falcons are going to be better. And Matt Ryan, I believe, is going to surpass 5,000 yards. Um, You know, he's got second-year Calvin Ridley. He's got Julio Jones. So I say he passes 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, and he puts up about 25 points, fantasy points a game. I think Matt Ryan's definitely going to be, because of his – Many offensive weapons. I think he's going to be your second best bet. Well, I think he Matt Ryan has the best wide receiver in the league right now, and I don't care what anyone says. Julio Jones has got to be the best wide receiver. He's underrated, and that's why he's the best because no one really knows about him. But he's there. He he'll make the catches. Well, yeah, and you, I mean, you can't cover him. I mean, even Jalen Ramsey with all his trash talk. I mean, Jalen Ramsey still has troubles with Julio Jones. That's one of the best wide receivers that has ever come out of Alabama. Oh, for sure. As far as production. If not if not the best. Yeah. And, I mean, people can talk that, you know, Baker Mayfield has Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. But right now, Matt Ryan has the best wide receiver core in the NFL, in my opinion. And that's why I think he's going to be the number two quarterback again as far as fantasy is concerned. Well, and, and I like think this, they're contenders. Oh, they, yeah. They, I mean, what, the last five years they've been in the Super Bowl twice or something? No, only once. But, I mean, they've been in the playoffs nearly oh. every year. My bad, yeah. But, but, again, he's got his defense coming back healthy and – I don't see any reason why they shouldn't make the playoffs with ease. You know, obviously the Saints are—they're not going to win the um, that part of the NFC because of the Saints, but they're going to be the number two seed coming out of it because Tampa Bay's not going to do anything. I mean, they no. have Winston starting at quarterback. They're not—they're not, not going to do anything with that for sure. But my number three quarterback is Drew Brees. Um, Even though Brees had a very good year last year, he only threw – he didn't even throw for quite 4,000 yards. And he was the eighth-ranked quarterback as far as fantasy points, which, again, is surprising. I mean, you look at who he's got, and it just seems odd that Drew Brees is that low. But I think this year with the revenge motive, 
again, I mean, I think he goes to the Super Bowl, wins it, and I think he's going to throw for 4,500 yards, 40 touchdowns, and put up about 22 points a game. And the Saints just extended Michael Thomas. I mean, Michael Thomas is now the highest paid receiver in the NFL, in the NFL history, much less of today. So, I don't yeah, see any reason. That, he'll be the he'll be the start of a domino effect where in a, where wide receivers start getting paid. Yeah, well, and I mean that's going to cause you know people like Odell Beckham, you know, some of the more vocal people to ask for more money again, but. We'll see. Um, I mean, do you have any thoughts on these so, on these first three so far? Um, I like the I like the first. I'm I'm gonna see what you do with the next two, and then I'll give you my opinion. Okay, my number four quarterback is Russell Wilson. Now, again, Russell Wilson was the number nine in quarterback um, fantasy ratings this year, but he's got DJ Metcalf now, but he did lose Doug Baldwin. But I still think that Russell Wilson is going to put up bigger numbers this year. 4,200 yards, 35 touchdowns, 20 fantasy points a game. And again, each, pretty much each one of these quarterbacks I have putting up bigger numbers than they did in the previous year, in the 2018 season. But again, if you look back at how some of these team seasons ended last year I think revenge is a big motivator especially behind Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees oh yeah for sure they want it <clears throat> they want to be in the winner's circle that's for sure well and I mean Matt Ryan just wants to show people that last year was just an anomaly not that the Saints or not that the Falcons are out of the picture um, and my number five is Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, you know, don't really need an explanation as to why he's number five. Um, one of the best out-of-the-pocket throwers that we've ever seen. Um, he's got Devontae Adams. He's got some second-year receivers that have got to step up. Jimmy Graham's already said that he intends on putting up much better numbers this year after career lows last season. And I think Rodgers goes for 4,800 yards and 35 touchdowns and puts up 25 points a game. All right. So now that you gave your top five, we got we got five more to go. But I'm already going to tell you I'm disappointed with one person you haven't put in the top five. And that should be in the top five. Because he doesn't have revenge, but he he, he is trying to make a name for himself. And that's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield should be in the top five because he's going to show out this year. I mean, I hate I hate to say it, but because I, I never liked the Cleveland Browns, but when Baker Mayfield came, he's definitely going to turn that team around. And I feel like this is going to be a year where he he has a good wide receiver core. He's going he's going to do something with that. My only concern there. Is and Mayfield is in my top 10, but my only concern with him there is he threw 27 touchdowns, but he threw 14 interceptions. So he's known as a gunslinger. Again, I think he's going to keep building on that reputation, but for him to 
be better in the fantasy game, he's got to get those interception numbers down. I mean, an oh, interception sure. is I, negative. I agree. I agree. I was just saying, you know, I feel like this year, especially with his new core, with his new <clears throat> receiving core, he's going to – he he has something to prove. He He's going to guarantee it. We're gonna we're gonna come the day where we hear Baker Mayfield took the Browns to to the Super Bowl and won. And we're gonna hear that one day. Well, I mean, I think that's a whether, very good possibility. Whether, whether it's two years from now or ten years from now, Baker Mayfield is gonna take the Browns to a Super Bowl and win and get a ring. But again, I would I would like to see his, and you know, we may revisit this you know, say mid-season, and he may be higher up on this list. But, again, I only have one year to judge Baker Mayfield off of as far as the NFL is concerned, and I feel like he needs to get those interception numbers down before I can move him any higher in my list. Because I I think there's enough elite quarterbacks in here that don't throw as many interceptions to be above him. Okay. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Okay, so you have any anything else? I mean, um, no, I like I like the list, but I just feel like we're sleeping on Baker Mayfield. Well, I'm not again. I'm not sleeping on him. I don't again. This list, you know, isn't perfect. This is just my. No, no, I understand. I I'm think. I'm just saying, you know, when it comes to revenge and who wants to make a point, he's one of the people that want to make a point. He is, but I think. Revenge is a better motive than just making a point. I agree. I agree. So my number six is Deshaun Watson. Um, again, Watson, you know, other than DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he doesn't really have just that flashy receiving core that Matt Ryan does or that Patrick Mahomes does. But Deshaun Watson put up over 4,000 yards and threw only nine interceptions last year. Um, again, there was there were several people who had less interceptions than that. You know, Russell Wilson being one of them. Russell Wilson threw for 35 touchdowns and only seven interceptions. Aaron Rodgers threw for 25 interceptions. I mean, threw for 25 touchdowns and only two interceptions. So, again, interceptions does have a play in – what I, how I rank these quarterbacks because again, Deshaun Watson, he's, I believe this will be his fourth year, fourth season. Uh, yeah. Third I feel, or fourth I, season. I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel bad for him because I mean, his first year was, yeah, his first yeah. year was messed up by injury. But Deshaun yeah. Watson is, I mean, he's already led the Texans to the playoffs. He has an excellent defense behind him. I mean, we're talking about like a, third or fourth ranked defense, especially with J.J. Watt healthy. Now, the man's a monster. He can stay healthy. And so I think especially if Deshaun Watson will have some other receivers step up, Will Fuller step up and aid um, DeAndre Hopkins, I think Deshaun Watson can get above number six. He was number four last year, but again – mostly because of the fantasy points he put up, not necessarily the statistics as mm. far as, like, touchdown passes. Um, number seven, and and I think this number seven is a little overrated, but because of 
his receiving core, he's one of the quarterbacks, probably the only quarterback on here, that his receiving core makes him look better than what I think he really is, and that's Jared Goff. I mean, he's got – obviously, he took him to the Super Bowl last year. They lost to the Patriots, but, I mean, that was to be expected. Um, But he's got Cooper Cup returning. You know, he's got Todd Gurley. He's got Brandon Cooks. He's got Sammy – not Sammy Watkins. um, All these these receivers that are excellent receivers, Robert Woods. And he's got an excellent defense behind him as well. So, I think Jared Goff has to be – in the conversation um, in the top 10 simply because of his receiving core. And I think he'll put up, you know, 4,800 yards. I don't think is an unreasonable number for him putting up about 20 fantasy points per game. And I I know some people aren't going to like that. You know, some people are going to be like, well, you should have put Andrew Luck in there. And Andrew Luck, again, Andrew Luck is an extremely – good quarterback. I mean, he's an elite quarterback, but I just think that because Jared Goff has a better team than Andrew Luck, that Jared Goff is going to put up more fantasy points than him. Um, Number eight, Phillip Rivers. Um, Phillip Rivers had maybe the best season of his career last year. He's got the number two defense in the league right now. He's got Mike Williams. He's got Keenan Allen. Now, he is losing Melvin Gordon, it appears. So, that may back off some. But, again, I think Phillip Rivers is going to put up similar numbers to Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers. I think all three of those are going to be um, clumped right in there. You know, 4,500 yards, you know, 35 touchdowns or so, and, you know, anywhere from 20 to 22 fantasy points a game. Number number nine, Dak Prescott. And, again, now that we see what Ezekiel Elliott may or may not be doing, Dak may drop. But he has Amari Cooper, and I don't see any reason why Dak Prescott shouldn't put up excellent numbers this year again. Um. He doesn't throw for that many touchdowns, but he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions either, and he's an excellent runner. I think he puts up about 4,000 yards, 20 fantasy points a game. Um, You got any questions or comments so far? Um, no, it's pretty good. You know, like I said, I'm just – this is my first year playing, so, I would, you know, I'm trying to get – I already know who I'm going to pick if they're available. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it all, you know, it, it all depends, you know, I, on how, you know, cause you know, season could, the player could get hurt and then there go, you know, the person you pick, there goes your whole fantasy league and the, the team's league. If someone was to get hurt. Yeah. No, like I, Patrick Mahomes, if Patrick Mahomes got hurt, whoever picked Patrick Mahomes for their fantasy league. They just, they just, they might as well hang it up. They're not going to win. Also, the the Chiefs team are not going to the Super Bowl playoffs. Nothing. Oh no, uh, uh-uh. no, they're not going anywhere if they lose Patrick Mahomes. 
So you know, it, it all this this list is good, but it's it could change at any any game. It could change. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this, it, obviously, this is all subject to change. You know, based on contract disputes, like with Ezekiel Elliott, and Melvin Gordon, and you know, obviously, they're all subject to injury. And no, moving. To, I want to. I'm move to my last one, and then I'm going to give you my two quarterbacks who are what I'm going to call honorable mentions because I think they're they should be drafted as your benched quarterback in case your starter does get injured. All right, go ahead. So at number ten, I have Baker Mayfield. Wow. Again. It was it was a tough decision, but but I feel like there is enough veteran, more elite quarterbacks. You hurt my in. heart. You hurt my heart, Corey. Well, again, you know, hopefully he proves me wrong. I hope so but, too, just so you can eat it in your mouth. <laughs> but I think I think Mayfield puts up um, forty five hundred yards. I think he throws for thirty five touchdowns. Which I may be undershooting him on the touchdowns because he started week four or five last year, and he threw twenty seven touchdowns in those ten or eleven weeks. So you give him four to five more weeks, and he should yeah, be able to put up some more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he could easily put up thirty five, especially now that he's got Odell Beckham. You know, 35 may be underscoring it, especially if he has an MVP campaign, he's going to have to put up more than 35 touchdowns. Oh, for sure. To even to get close to Patrick Mahomes, he has to do better. And that's yeah. the thing. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a Browns fan. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. I just don't want to sleep on him because I know the man has drive. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I, no one should sleep on the Browns this year at all. You know, they shouldn't have been slept on last year other than the first three or four games where Tyrod Taylor was starting. Um, but, I mean, Baker Mayfield brings charisma and energy to that team that they've been lacking for years now. And Odo Beckham's going to do the same thing, too, to the wide receiver core. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think I read somewhere today um, on ESPN where – where Baker Mayfield was yelling at his receiving core because when he gets rushed out of the pocket or something, they need to be working his way back, and they weren't doing that. And I think they were saying at the camp he was yelling at people. I mean, you know, not not in a way of you know being just you know rude. He just was getting on to him like, "Look, this is our team. This is my team. We need to get it. We need to get this right before it gets real." You know. No, I agree. And again, I mean. The man has proven that he has an incredible arm. He'll throw all over the field. He can make any throw you need him to. And, I mean, again, he, he is number 10, but he is in the top 10. And you look at the people that are surrounding him in this list. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's up there in the top 10 with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Phillip Rivers. You know, guys that have been in this league for 10-plus years. And he's only been in the league for, what, two? This will be his second season. So, yeah. It's... His first full season starting. So, yeah, no, he's definitely – he's definitely – he already has his name among the greats, and I, I foresee more for him. I do. Go ahead and give us those honorable mentions. So, 
Andrew Luck is going to be my number 11 quarterback. And, again, Andrew Luck is an exceptional quarterback. He's got Eric Ebron and T.Y. Hilton. But, again, he does not have that flashy receiver core. T.Y. Hilton is underrated. I mean, the man has caught over 1,200 yards the past two seasons. A very underrated receiver. But, again, I think that there are better quarterbacks and better teams with these quarterbacks that just barely knocks Luck out of the top ten. Well, I already know Zach's Zach's going to be upset about that one. So, Oh, he threw a fit when I told him that I didn't have Andrew Luck in my top ten. And, I mean, that's fine. I mean, this is – you know, this is not who is going to do the best. This is my opinion. And, I mean, if, it, if you know, people don't agree, I mean, that's fine. This is America. You have the right to do whatever you want to. But I'm not complaining at all. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Some people aren't going to like that. Just, <clears throat> just like I'm not okay with you leaving Baker Mayfield out of the top five. Well, and Lamar Jackson, everyone thinks he's going to have an exceptional year. I don't. I don't see it. Okay, so he ran around a little bit, but he's not a good thrower, and he's not going to do anything with them this year. Yeah, they have a good defense, but they lost C.J. Mosley, their best linebacker. And, you know, even though they got Earl Thomas on the back end to help Eric Weddle, I just – I don't think that Lamar Jackson – is going to be exceptional this year. I think Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes will have far better seasons than Lamar Jackson. Oh, I totally agree. Like Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's been he's been, you know, good for the for the Ravens, but he's not he's not their answer, that's for sure. Well, and see, now, you know, it's kind of like the whole Carson Wentz thing. Which don't get me wrong, Carson Wentz, when healthy, is in the MVP conversation. But he hasn't proven so far that he can stay healthy. And now they don't have Nick Foles to fall back on. You know, if same thing with Lamar, you know, they have put all their efforts, all their interest right into Lamar Jackson. They traded away a Super Bowl winning quarterback in Joe Flacco. And now they don't have anyone to fall back onto if Lamar Jackson doesn't produce. Joe Flacco is going to be sitting in Denver, Colorado, laughing his butt off while he's playing behind one of the best defenses in the league with a good young receiving core. Yeah, I agree. And I hate, you know, I hate it. But that's, I mean, that, that's, I don't know. The Eagles, they went through a little period there where, People don't think they know what they're doing, and they may, they may, we may come to find out that they don't know what they're doing. So, well, again, and that's a reason why Carson Wentz is not in my list because, again, when healthy, the man is an exceptional quarterback. He he's big, he's strong, he'll stay upright in the pocket, he'll make excellent throws downfield, is excellent running, but he has not proven that he can stay healthy. And I'm not going to put someone in my top ten that I don't think can stay healthy. Hey, before we go, Corey, do you want to hear a joke? Yeah, I still have one more quarterback, though. Oh, I thought you. I thought Lamar Jackson was your. No, uh, uh-uh. no. Go ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. I was bringing him up because, like, I didn't have Andrew Luck in my top ten. I was just oh. okay. Why? Why he was not on my list? Because so many people think he'll do good, but 
the Redskins. Okay, the Redskins have said that they're going to start Case Keenum, but by week five, Dwayne Haskins will be starting. And Dwayne Haskins is going to be absolutely incredible for them. That's a man who's got revenge. He should have been taken with the number six overall pick to the New York Giants. I totally agree, and that's where my joke is at. And, you know, the New York Giants, we've already seen in training camp that Daniel Jones was nowhere close to being worthy of the number six overall pick. And as soon as they realize that Case Keenum and Colt McCoy aren't the answers, I don't even know why they're being looked at as the starters. Dwayne Haskins is going to make the Giants pay twice a year for years to come for not picking him. Oh, I agree. You know, and that's the thing. that That's the joke before we go. Um, so, Corey, I'm just going to let you know, Daniel Jones is going to be MVP next season. Well, that's a pretty good joke. So, I'm just like, yeah, I, for all Giants fans, Daniel Jones is going to be MVP. And, I mean, again, you know, no use crying over spilt milk. I mean, it is what it is. The draft's gone and behind. But rest assured, the Giants will face Dwayne Haskins at least once this year. Oh, and they will and, get stomped. And they're, they're going to pay for it. Every day. And then the general manager's going to be looking down from his pen or his little box, and he's going to be like, man, we should have we picked that dude. Well. It's absolutely ridiculous that they took Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins had the college version of Patrick Mahomes' numbers. He threw for 50 touchdowns last year. Insane. And you're going to take Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins? It's inexcusable. No, I agree. But the Giants, I mean, the Giants have shown that they're really not interested in winning. They're sticking with the washed-up quarterback that has six wins in the past two seasons. Six wins out of 32 games. And then hey, they draft Daniel Jones at number six. That's pretty good. It's, it's just ridiculous. All I'm saying is that's six wins more than we have. Well, that's true. But, I mean, still, it, it's ridiculous. You know, this is supposed to be professional sports. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we could go out there and do better than Eli Manning right now. we probably go out there and do better than Daniel Jones. Well, like Max Kellerman said, for Daniel Jones to be worthy of the number six overall pick, how in that draft situation he will have to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And we have seen nothing out of Daniel Jones to think that he will ever be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I totally agree because I, I don't see him doing nothing. No, I mean he, he won't. But that's my top ten quarterbacks, and you know later to come this week will be wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, kickers, and defenses. All right, and you know, and yeah, that's good. You know, because some people don't really know how to do fantasy football. So for this, you know, this helps them to you know who would be about the best pick for them, and then even for. People that have played before, this will be good for them to, you know, see if they want to change their picks for the upcoming fantasy football league. Well, and I mean, I, you know, if you enjoy watching NFL, if you enjoy keeping up with it, then I, I highly recommend fantasy football because, you know, it keeps you involved in the game. Um, 
you, I mean, you have to keep up with it to know. I mean, you know, if you don't didn't know that Jarvis Landry tore his ACL and you have him starting, then, you know, you're screwed. Right, you're in trouble. All right, well, that's all for today's show. Appreciate y'all for listening. We're going to do an episode tomorrow about wide receivers and are wide receivers or running backs? We'll do wide receivers and running backs tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Thank you all.